Hello everyone, Don Purdom, your host of the Don Purdom Show. This morning on Fox News, Katie Hopkins, a columnist for the Daily Mail in London, came out and said something that we all know, something that we all fundamentally understand, but only some of us have embraced. This is not normal, she said. We are not united. After the horrific bloodshed in Manchester, England on Monday night, in which an Islamic terrorist murdered innocent, innocent kids. What, is, what are we coming to in, in this world? Even in this country of the greatest country in the world, in the United States, have we so normalize the idea of terrorism? Have we come to accept that open borders is the way it is and we should just let everybody in because we're a compassionate people? I'm going to share with you an incredible thought process that Katie shared today. And folks, in its context, I want you to remember what I have been saying for the last couple of episodes about this whole dynamic that has been created over the last 25, 30 years of what's going on in America. What is causing a lot of the chaos and anarchy that we saw over the last eight years in all different segmentations of our society? See, I want to make a declarative statement right now. I don't personally believe that liberals are lovers of the United States Constitution or of our republic democracy. Because if they did, then we wouldn't have people rioting in the streets and destroying property because they didn't like the outcome of an election. We wouldn't have the hysteria around Russia because somebody didn't like the outcome of an election. When it's coming out, conceivably right now, across many different sources, that it could be Seth Rich, the Democrat National Committee operative who was murdered last fall, it's coming out that all of the WikiLeaks emails were on his computer. He very well may be the source of the WikiLeaks. He may have been disgusted by the way the DNC was treating Bernie Sanders, and he was striking back. It's, it's, it's out there now. The, the cat is out of that box. But I want to get back to this whole thing with Katie Hopkins. And I want to just understand what she said. And, and again, I want to put this into the context of the three points. I, I distracted myself. But I want to put this back into the three main points that I've been sharing for the last couple of days. About what are the motives and the morals of liberals. And the first is to understand that their interest at its core is globalism, open borders, money and power. And all you have to do is go back to President Bill Clinton back into the 90s to see all of the free trade deals that started. Then we started seeing under President Obama this, it wasn't even a drip, it was an all-out assault (laughs) coming from our southern border. The number of people that overstay their visas here legally and we do virtually nothing about it. Why is this stuff going on? Why is it that President Obama wanted to bring all of these Syrians and all of these refugees into this country? Now think about it. It wasn't just here. It's been going on in Germany, France, and uh, England. Now in those three countries, 
Just look at the amount of nonsense and chaos and destruction that's going on there. In Germany, it's being reported day after day about the amount of rapes and violence going on from all of these refugees to German women. And I'm sure there's a lot more going on than that. But there are Germans that actually are living in fear. This is what is driving a lot of the stuff going on in Germany right now in their political system. Just look at France. I don't need to say anything more about that. We've seen that center stage in the news for the last year, year and a half. One continuous event after another. Where an Islamic terrorist murdered savagely innocents. And now in England again. You know, there are stories that come out of England and even Paris, for that matter, that there are areas that police will not even go into because they are afraid. Open borders, folks. We're just allowing people to come running into our countries and taking over, which has been the goal of the hardcore Islamist for 2,000 years, 1,500 years. Now, I went to Dallas Theological Seminary. I went to Westminster Theological Seminary and uh, Lancaster Bible College. I know history. I've studied religious history. I know that these people are in no way interested in having a dialogue with us. Islam understands one thing and one thing only, especially these extremist Muslims. This, this is not all Muslims, okay? You, you can't, I, I realize you can't, paint a broad brush on everything. But for those hardcore Muslims that are causing this destruction, the the ones that are in Al-Qaeda and ISIS and etc., these people, by the way, I am going to lump Iran into that as well because they're helping fund some of this stuff, now probably with the billions of dollars that we gave them last year. But with that all aside, understand that their own point is domination. They plan to convert the whole world to Islam. And in the Quran, it says very clearly that if you cannot convert them through persuasion, then do it through subjugation. And that's where we're at. And we're, we're openly inviting them to come in and start that whole process inside our countries. And I think the dangerous thing here, quite frankly, is I've said this to a few people over the last couple of days. If we sit back and we think about this for a minute, let's say that you invite a whole group of Syrian refugees in or people from Yemen or wherever, Libya. Let's say that only 1% of them are in ISIS. It's a small number. Let's not forget that on September 11th, 2001, it only took 10 people or so to fly airplanes into buildings, kill 3,000 Americans, and cause untold billions of dollars in losses, and forever changed our country. Do we want to take that risk? I do believe, as President Trump does, there's a better way to do this. I think the whole idea that he came up with in the campaign about um, safe cities, brilliant. 
Why aren't we setting those up in their own countries? Why aren't the men in those countries fighting for their own countries to, to take it back? I mean, we fought an American revolution, and we didn't go running back all, and ask other countries to take us in the 1776. We said we'd draw a line in the sand. We're not going to take tyranny anymore, and we're going to take our own lives into our hands. We want to establish our own government, and we want to do it in a way that will create a country that is peaceful and provides opportunity for anyone and every one of all religions who would choose to come here. But that's not what these people are interested in. If it's only 1%, that's all it takes. President Bush was really, really smart guy when he came out and said, you know what, we have to be right 100% of the time. They only have to be right once. We are living in dangerous times, folks. By the way, I'm going to start in with this interview now that Katie Hopkins gave uh, to Fox News this morning. And if you want to listen to what she actually said, you can do it at the link below if you're on Facebook or wherever uh, at DonaldPerdom.com. Under the article, you can just type in the search bar Katie Hopkins and that, you'll, that article will pop up in the event that you know you can't find it for some reason. But um, yeah, in the search bar, just type, type Katie Hopkins, K-A-T-I-E, Katie Hopkins. Okay, so in her interview this morning, she went on to just talk about and I'm going to quote her a couple times. Just This just blows my mind. She said, this is not normal. We are not united. They're not because the government is not united with its citizens who are paying the price for their policies. It is the government that's opened the borders. It's the government that's allowed people to come in. It's the government who has no control over their own immigration policy, it appears, much like what we've had here in this country. And now yesterday, Prime Minister May comes out and says that another attack is imminent. They no longer have police officers even walking the streets of London. It's the military. Can you imagine going into any major city in the United States right now? Can you imagine walking around Washington, D.C., or Philadelphia, or New York, or Dallas, or Chicago, or Kansas City, or Denver, or Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, doesn't matter. Can you imagine any major city in this country, we no longer have a police force. It's been taken over by the military to protect us from the choices that our government made for us. What she went on to say is, is that our leaders are saying we are strong and unified and that jihadis are weak. Folks, according to Katie Hopkins, that's not how people are feeling in London. Their leaders are giving one message and the people are feeling something very different. She went on to say we want the truth. It's Islamic terrorism, but they don't want to say it. You know, you cannot effectively police a problem that you don't acknowledge exists. In a war, you can't fight an enemy that you haven't defined who they are. This is a serious problem. 
The political correctness of this age is just out of control. President Obama tried to do the same stuff here with trying to shut down this whole conversation that Muslims are peaceful and Muslims are this and Muslims are that and we need to be tolerant. And okay, look, on a certain level, I agree with him. If nobody's harmed me, I don't want to be mean or rude or disrespectful. And I agree, not all Muslims are bad. The overwhelming majority are not. They want peace. They want opportunity, just like you and I do. However, the difference is that Christians aren't going around the world and blowing things up. Christians are not causing anarchy and chaos. Hindus are not doing this. Jews aren't doing this. Atheists aren't even doing this. It seems to be one religious group that's doing it all and causing all the anarchy around the globe. From Africa to the Middle East to Asia to North America. She went on to say that political correctness has silenced the voices. And then she made the most politically incorrect statement I've ever heard in my life. She said, quote, We chose to let the jihadis back in, and we therefore, for our little girls, to be slaughtered. We chose to protect human rights of jihadis, 3,000 of whom are roaming those streets because their human rights matter more. We're defending that over our small babies. End quote. Well, what more is there to say? This is powerful. This is, it's absurd that in our culture, because England is not so different than the United States culturally, even in the United States, we have liberals out there telling us today to not go overboard. Don't come to assumptions when we all already know the truth. We already know what's going on. We already know the devastation that's being caused, the havoc that is being brought, the amount of money that it costs to protect us from something that we shouldn't even have to be protected from in the first place. This whole open border stuff is the root cause as it relates to globalism and the whole ideology and philosophy behind it has brought a moral and an ethic that is completely destructive. It's divisive. We aren't unified. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to look around the United States of America and realize that we are not unified. We don't agree. And you know why we don't agree? We don't agree because people have bought into party over country. The very thing that George Washington warned us about when he said in his farewell address that to stay away from political parties, avoid the political parties, because they will be the ruin of the country. They will divide us. They will split us in twos, threes, and fours. We will group and clan together, and we will fight each other, and in fighting each other, we will never unite. And it's only gotten worse. And the two men who should have known better and should have heeded him didn't in John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. Those were the first partiers in the country, <laughs> you know.
Political parties are destructive and we're going over the cliff with them. Because I'm beholden to a Republican or I'm beholden to a Democrat. I was having a talk with my son who's 15 years old. And he's got some worldviews that are being shaped by people that, you know, I wouldn't agree with. And I'm okay with that because he's got to be his own person. My, my goal, though, is just to challenge him, to think, to reason. If you're going to say you're with this party, does this party, in its entire or partial platform, agree with the most basic principles or things that are dear to you? And if the answer to that question is no, well then, I guess we have some thinking to do. Do I want to jump over a cliff to give that group of people what they want, because that's what will happen when I don't agree with the most important things to me? So today, if you happen to be a Democrat, because your dad and your mom was a Democrat, your grandparents were a Democrat, being a Democrat's who you're supposed to be, are you willing to jump over that cliff for globalism, open borders, money, and power at all cost? They did it in England, and you see the consequences. They've done it in France. We see the consequences. They're doing it in Germany. We see the consequences, and we've been doing it here in the United States, leading the way for that for a long time. Folks, if we bring in people, I mean, let's think about this for just a second. Let's just even take the, the terrorism part of it out for a moment. Let's take ISIS and Al-Qaeda and strip that out for just a second. If we, if we just assume that people in war-torn countries need a safe refuge and we bring them into our countries that are full of peace and some prosperity, if we bring them here, what will the outcome be? When we bring people that come from a radically different culture, with a radically different set of beliefs, and clans, and large numbers together, what do we expect the results to be? I mean, think about it. If it were you, and you're scared and terrified and going to a place you've never been to before, where everything is different, they don't share your language, they don't share your history. They don't share your culture. Um, they may not even share your predominant religion. And you go into that environment. What are you likely going to do? You're going to clan together with the people that you came with. You're not going to assimilate into that society. And when that broader society around you, who may not completely embrace you and welcome you because you're different than they are, in some way, shape, or form discriminates against you because not because they want to be mean, not because they don't want to give you a chance, just because they don't understand you. And they look at you funny, and they're hesitant. How many people that are with you will lash out against that and misinterpret what they're doing and saying? Not only that, but how many people who have experienced the horrors of war can incorporate back into a normal society, well, normal to us, but not to them, 
folks, we're choosing as societies to bring people in who go way beyond that, who want to be here with the specific aim and purpose of destroying our countries, of bringing us down, and they will do anything and everything necessary to do so, including killing innocent children. And we scratch our heads and say, how could anyone do that? And the jihadis are scratching their heads going, how could anyone not? It is a full-blown clash of civilizations. Katie went on to say this. She said, we let this happen. We have invited these soldiers of a religion onto our streets. Seven million more waiting on the African coast, and we will welcome them over with our open borders. Folks, there is something politically going on out there. The leaders of our countries, who are predominantly elitist that we keep putting there, over and over and over again, they have a different agenda than we have. We just will vote them in because we want a better life for our kids than we have for ourselves. We want to live the American dream. We want to have the things in life we want. We want the opportunity to pursue our dreams. That's all we're asking for. That we can have, as Thomas Jefferson penned in the Declaration of Independence and the Continental Congress signed, that we, we have the right to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. But the thing is, that tends to get in the way of globalism, open borders, money, and power. And that's what the liberals care about. And, and that's what the elites care about. There are some in the Republican Party, I probably shouldn't just pin this on Democrats. There are Democrats, I mean, there are Republicans as well, who those are the three things they care about. And folks, if you want to know the morals and ethics of a person, just listen to what they say. And listen to when they say it. How opportunistic are they? How, how well are they at driving wedges? These folks are driving wedges everywhere. It took 911 for us to wake up, and then we fell right back to sleep. It didn't take long. I have a sense in seeing some of the Facebook videos that I saw going around from some people that are Facebook friends of mine over on the other side of the pond that in Britain they've had enough. They recognize something's wrong, they recognize they've made some mistakes. Brexit was the beginning of that. Now, how much further will the people push the politicians to do the right thing? In the United States, I've heard the southern border being talked about as an invasion. Um, I would like to think that most people coming from the southern border are... Just that, they're looking for an opportunity to pursue their dreams. I don't believe that the majority of illegal immigrants from the southern hemisphere, that could, I mean, coming from as far south as, you know, Honduras and El Salvador and 
and whatnot. Um, I don't believe that a lot of those people in mean harm on us. But what I am afraid of is, is that the open border policies will allow for the people like the people that the, the man that blew that bomb up, that horrific nail bomb with nails and bolts and screws and all kinds of horrific stuff that killed all of those young people in Manchester, England. How many of those can just easily slip through the border and into our cities, integrate into a mosque, and we don't even know that they're there until something tragic happens? How many are coming with refugees from Syria or other places? And we have no idea who they are because there's no way of tracking them. There's no paperwork. There's no birth certificates. There's no job history. There's, there's nothing except their word. Folks, we are beyond taking people's words for it from these countries and these places where they mean us harm and no good. There's a passage in the Bible, I believe it's in Ecclesiastes, and it talks about the Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly. And Lady Wisdom, it talks about how she gathers and she prepares her kitchen and her place, and she does a marvelous job of inviting people in, but she's on top of the hill. At the bottom of the hill where everybody comes through town is Lady Folly. And what Lady Folly does is she sets her table and she makes everything looks appealing. And as people are walking by, she yells at them, Come in! Come in! Come in! Enjoy a meal! Enjoy a meal! Come in! And people are enticed. And as they come in and they sit down to dine, you discover that Lady Folly tricked you. And where she tricked you to, there's no return. Folks, there's a big difference between wisdom and folly. For too long we have taken the road of folly. We have, we have taken the stories and the lies. Maybe, maybe some of them were just good intentions. I, I would like to hope that's true. But the fact of the matter is, no matter how you spin this, globalism and open borders have failed. There is no way that we can continue these horrendous policies while children are murdered, while any single adult in this country or any other free country is murdered. Britain is our ally. They are a member of NATO. And if there's an attack on one, there's an attack on all. Britain's been attacked. France has been attacked. Germany is being assaulted upon. America has been attacked. It is time for our countries to say, enough is enough. Okay, so if you want to hear that full interview um, that she gave, you can jump over to donaldprudum.com. I've got the audio on there. Again, you can just do the search for Katie Hopkins and find her. You're going to want to hear her tone and how she says this. I've kind of given you just a quick breakdown of it. But the fact of the matter is, she's absolutely right. This is not normal. 
and we're not united. And the only way to become united is to recognize that we have a problem and call the problem out for what it is and unite around the problem and let's solve it. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go. Um, maybe you don't agree with me. Maybe you um, are on the other side of the aisle and you're a liberal and you believe in, in globalism and open borders. Well, I don't know about you, but if I were in your shoes and something horrific happened, I wouldn't want it to be said of me that I chose to protect them over, America, over my fellow Americans. When they do something horrific, there is a way to be compassionate. There is a way to be um, humane and help people that are genuinely suffering. Let's set up the safe zones. Let's take care of those people in their own countries and let's give them an opportunity to take their country back so that they can be prosperous and free in their own way and their choosing as they decide. Not to come here and force our culture and our way of life on them. There has to be a happy medium in there. I believe that may be the best way to do it. So, thanks again so much for listening in. I hope that, um, give me some feedback. You know, if you're on Facebook, give me a comment there. Go to Don Purdom uh, at my Facebook page and let me know what your thoughts are. Interact with me in the comments if you're on my website at donaldpurdom.com. Again, you can just search Katie Hopkins and find this article. Leave a comment, engage with me, give me your thoughts and opinions. So, until tomorrow, uh, by the way, we're coming up on Memorial Day. So, uh, Friday, I have a special guest coming on who... I think you're going to really want to hear. We're going to be talking about we're going to be talking a little bit about how school is fun, schools are funded in the state of Pennsylvania, but in particular the pension systems and how the pension systems across the whole country are breaking us and bankrupting us faster than any single thing that's going on. You're going to want to hear some of the scandalous things that are going on with it. So, be sure to listen tomorrow and again on Friday as Leo and I talk about that and uh, hope that you have a fantastic day.